Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we got another special episode with an all-truck challenge competitor. Today, we are excited to have on Robbie Garcia. Robbie, how the hell are you? Man, I am doing freaking phenomenal, guys. Thank you for having me on. No, we appreciate you taking the the time out of your busy schedule as you're uh, probably like some of the other competitors getting your truck ready for uh, all-truck challenge 2021. Uh, Give our listeners a little bit of background. Uh, Is this your first year competing or have you competed in the past? Uh, This is not my first year. This will be my second race ever to do i competed in it was kos last year right. king of the streets looks like they had a little bit of epa up their ass so now it's uh, all truck challenge uh you know it's same race I, I i'm super excited to uh to do this again um my truck has literally been worked on since the day that it left the race last year i may have got to drive it for three days in between and it's back in the shop right now. So this truck is a fucking headache. <laughs> um, my wife hates it, and she loves it all at once. And, you know, I feel the same way. It's awesome when it runs, but, you know, that's maybe three to ten days out of the year. Well, Yeah, that's I, what my wife says about me. <laughs> that's not a lie. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's just been a lot of parts, you know, waiting on new parts. Of course. You know, everybody says the same thing. COVID, so, you know, trying to get these race products for, you know, it, it's just been a super big wait. I think I had my motor sitting at D&J for seven months waiting on FSR pistons, just waiting on the pistons. So uh, l- let me ask you this. Before we kind of dive into what that experience was last year, what made you throw your hat in the ringer last year to even consider competing as that was your first race? To uh, get my truck complete. <laughs> okay so it was a project and you're like yo i gotta get this done i'm gonna fucking compete if i don't give myself a deadline exactly. that's absolutely ridiculous i'll do yeah. nothing yeah y'all think it's crazy but it's 100 percent for real i believe that um, you know it's just you know everything that i've been doing and and putting it through i just wanted i, I wanted it to be finished you know and i felt like it's never finished and god hopefully i'm here this time so but, how- uh, can, go ahead I was just going to ask, uh, give give us a rundown of your truck. What are we talking about here? You got a, a 5.9 Mega? No, no. So I have a uh, 2014 6.7 uh, crew cab long bed. So okay. y'all are going to laugh. I'm not, I'm not your typical race truck. I don't look like your typical race truck. My truck is a 9,000-pound, one-ton, single-wheel-wheel drive. Um, I'm, lift, I'm lifted six inches. I went down the track last year on 37s. Oh, my people, God. Yeah, people laughed at me because I pull up. I'm in this big-ass truck. And then I started ripping down the track, and everybody kind of had a change of uh, heart about what my truck could do. And I think that's really the awesome part, you know, is – is I'm running these times, I'm pushing out this horsepower, and I'm in your average Texas roofer truck. You know, I own a roofing company, and, you know, this, this is, it's got my logos all over it. I wanted to build the biggest, fastest, loudest, meanest truck in the industry, and by far I think I've, uh, I've accomplished that. So leading up to all truck challenge king of the streets you know whatever you want to call it for 2020 uh what was your experience prior in was this you know do you have drag racing experience lead pulling experience dyno experience I've never i've never done any of it that is awesome <laughs> that is awesome 
I've never been on the drag. So everybody's in this crew meeting and they're talking about don't double bowl somebody else. And they were going over all this and I'm just raising my hand. I'm like, what okay, the fuck is that? Laugh, but what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> here's, here's the next part. I'm asking people, how much boost do I build? Where do I leave off at? You know, I literally had no idea. So I, I, I had to play with it. Um, you know, the crazy part, we were working on it up until the night before we were at Firepunk. You know, it was there all week, uh, you know, getting – we had 32 revisions before we got the fuel to stop surging. I, I was lacking some horsepower, but, you know, we went we went, we went, went there with what we had. I think I hit 1,023 on the dyno last year. What did you have for a setup? What, what was your turbo and fuel combo in this truck? Oh, it's, you know, everything's changed. When I competed last year – I had a, um, I had a four, four sixty eight. Don't ask. I had a five blade turbine wheel in there. I don't know the size of it, so forgive me. I had a sixty eight over an eighty five um, stainless. Uh, you know, I had a D and J performer engine, but I had a lot of stuff done to it, um, and I, I sent it back this year to have stuff done to it. It's equivalent to the Predator. I've got the stage three D and J head on it. Now I've got the uh, 472 over the 485. My injectors have been the same. I'm running with uh, 350% over Exergy injectors. Last year, so it's funny, last year before before the race, like a week before the race, I had a double, double, double pumps, double 12 mil pumps, and my fuel was surging. So like the night before the race, we couldn't fix it. We broke it down. We put a 14 mil race pump on there, took all the dual, the dual shit off, um, you know, it's just one thing after another, but now I'm running on a single 14 mil exergy. Uh, and I think, uh, I forgot what lift I have in there. I think it's like a, like a two, two, two ninety, not a two ninety, a two ten, two fifteen, something like that. So what, what transmission is harnessing the power to the ground oh, here behind the motor? Yeah. So that's the other great thing. So I did a, uh, 48, 48 swap, the, uh, fire pump stage three, 48 swap. I did the swap the night before the race, guys. So I, I went to the race on a fresh transmission that had no miles on it whatsoever. Oh my God! Why? <laughs> Why? I, Just I, what? I the trailer, and I'm ripping it down the track immediately. <laughs> what? What happened that that you made that choice? Why did you do that? Okay, so. You know, it was, again, guys, I'm telling you all, this is COVID. I, I originally built this truck because everything kept breaking down on a normal Dodge because that's what Dodges do. And I just started replacing it with better shit. <laughs> all of a sudden, my wife was like, holy fuck, you've spent over six digits on fucking performance stuff. I'm like, sorry? Um, <laughs> it was one of those. So And... So the, the deal is to say I did the fuel change and then things were running right. We were going to send it to fire pump to get tuned. In the meantime, we were waiting on the stage three transmission from fire pump to be shipped to Texas. Obviously, again, this is during COVID. COVID parts delayed everything. It was a week before the race. And we're like, fuck, we don't have any more time. I loaded it on trailer and hauled ass to Ohio. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> where, where, where Firepunk put the transmission in, they did some fine tuning. It, it, it was a lot. 
No, I mean, it, it sounds like that. Now, <laughs> looking back on 2020, the, the truck's been, you know, a project ever since. Looking at what 2021 looks like, what did you experience in 2020 that you're looking to improve on going into the year 2021 at the All Truck Challenge? I want to finish the race. I uh, I told you, Ed, my truck was working fine. I didn't have to work on it at all. I made it to the sled pool, the last event. Um, some shavings got in the lines, clogged the filter, prevented me from shifting into gear. Okay. I just I want to I want to finish. Okay. I want to finish, especially without breaking down. I don't want to break down. I want to make it all the way through the race without breaking down on a tire change only. Okay. Tire change only. So way, I, Yeah, so I got some slicks this year that's waiting at fire pump that I'm going to pick up. So because, man, I want to see what it's about, and it's going to look funny as hell because I told you I got a, a big six-inch lift on this thing, and I'm going to be running with some uh, some tiny drag slicks down the track i'm gonna put my 37s on for all the other all the other events but the uh the track i'm definitely gonna run some slicks and see what it has wait you're gonna dyno it with with 37s oh for sure oh for sure he says what what okay what what about the sled pole because i've heard heard some assumptions on hitch height so do you have to get like an extension for your drop hitch to get it low enough to meet the requirements funny shit Oh, two weeks before the race last year, I'm waiting on this hitch to come in, and everybody's blaming on the same thing. So I went and got the strongest iron that that's out there, and I had this this hitch custom made through this fab shop and weld shop. I already had the uh, the hook, the the I forget, I don't know what it's called, but I had the hook that uh, goes to the uh, receiver. So when I got to Firepunk, we just uh, drilled the holes through the receiver. It was custom made. It put together. It's pretty badass. Um, I, I did it with 37s, and it's an exact 20-inch 20 uh, 20-inch hookup height. Wow. Okay. So now I know you had said that you don't you don't have a lot of experience. You ran into a problem last year. Can we assume that going in this year you have no 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 full full hooks on on any sled pull ever? Never. Okay. Okay. What do you think about the sport? I mean, have you seen it? Have you been around it? Do you have friends who are into it? Do you think it's going to be like a make or break event for you? No. So I have no friends in it. I have no friends with a truck that's even anything like this. Um, I really, you know, just always dream of having some a big, badass, powerful diesel. And once, you know, I started looking at the, uh, I wanted to do, uh, DPC diesel power challenge. I always looked at that. Obviously you got to be voted in. I'm browsing around looking at events that I could enter and I came across the KOS and then it had, you know, I I'd been looking at all the sled pools and I was like, dude, how badass would that be? I want to do it. I want to compete. And on the, on the, I, my, the sled pool was the most exciting thing I was looking forward to. And I fucking broke down last year. Oh. You know, it, it's super cool that you tell us that story because that was my next question was why like you, you have no friends in this, you know, this isn't, you're not that, you know, Oh, I'm affiliated with this shop or that shop. How the hell did you learn about KOS last year or to even get into it? So you had that experience, you know, about the magazines, you know about that stuff. And then you were actively browsing events and you came across this all in one and you're like, fuck it. I'm throwing in the hat. This is it. Absolutely. I put a deadline on everything and said, this is it. I have to have the truck ready. And it was red team go. 
I love that. <laughs> I love that I love so it. much. Just on Facebook, literally just browsing on Facebook. Obviously, I'm like in the Firepunk uh, Diesel Forum. I'm in these, you know, all these Diesel Forums and things like this. And it, it was just something cool that I wanted to compete in that, you know, my truck had a chance. It's not like a full-blown race truck, you know, but it's got some power and, you know, it, 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 put, it, put, it puts down. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, now I, I'm doing a quick look at the stats from last year. To be honest with you, if you would have gotten any point sled pulling, it would have bumped you up significantly. There was a really tight race within about 500 points there. Uh, overall in 2020, you came out, uh, I believe it's 14th place. Where are you looking to see yourself land this year? What, what's the goal? My goal, my top goal, I want to place top five. I want to I go for top five. I'm coming this year with all the ponies that I should have had last year. Um, you know, last year I put 1,023 on the dyno. Um, last month I put 1,490 on Firepunk's dyno, put me on their top 10 dyno sheet. Uh, and that was funny because that was on a, a four-inch exhaust with a muffler. <laughs> I still had a regular. St- so after I got it back this last month and we just did it, I did a five-inch all the way back. After talking with Stainless and D&J, they're pretty positive that it's going to add about 80 more horses because I was super restricted with that 4-inch. So I should be, you know, 1550-ish horsepower. Um, I, 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 I'm going for top five. If I get top 10, I'm going to be happy, but I'm going to be fucking pumped if I make that top five. <laughs> I mean, and you said earlier in the interview, you know, the, the main focus, you just want to be able to compete in all the events and finally sled pull for your first time. Right, right. So, and, <laughs> and, and, and to tell you the truth, another reason why I did it is because I spent all this money on my truck. I have my uh, roofing logos all over it. And my wife said, find a way to brand and advertise this truck so I can write it off. And I decided to enter the race and show it off and use it as a branding tool so I could write it off on marketing and make it a tax deduction. That's awesome. Smart businessman. <laughs> <laughs> now, we ask all the all of the competitors this, right? Who who are you looking at? Who are you gunning for? Who do you think are the main contenders in this in this race in twenty twenty one? Um, I mean, you got people like uh, Justin Duffy. That guy's got a solid truck. Ben Francis. Uh, Ziegler's not competing this year. That guy's trucks just out of the world. Um, Bubby Payne's coming back. That I don't know if y'all seen that dude's truck is just really on point um and that it was cool because he competed in one last year and didn't break down one time and i think that's the coolest thing is competing in the event winning it and not breaking down yeah um you know and then you got you got mario mario's with on the freaking stock ford trans holy shit that guy that guy's <laughs> doing it i mean i'm not i i'm not re- i don't really feel like i'm like competing against anybody i'm just really doing it for the fun and hope to place all these guys that are out there are super cool people. It was great to meet everybody because these are guys that you see in, like, DPC and all these magazines and racing these events. And just to be, like, you know, competing alongside with these guys and being in the event was, like, it was fulfillment enough for me. That's awesome, Super man. cool. It's a, it, it's a different outlook. It really right? is. It is a different outlook from a true, a true enthusiast, right? Someone that thrives on the magazine, someone that thrives on – 
the forums on social media and, and looks up to the sport is like, hey, I have an opportunity to throw my hat in the ring with the guys that I read and hear about and see how my truck stacks up. And that's really like when we've talked to Sarah in the past, like that's what this is about. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, this is. I, I think you got an awesome setup. Number one, I think it's going to be extremely well, competitive. Energy and drive kind of matches the truck, man. Like I believe in you just by talking to you the last twenty minutes. Like I'm super pumped to see you compete. Absolutely, I I, I think it, it's going to be a tough one out there. Um, be, because I think the level of competition is rising every year. As I was doing some quick right. looks uh, on the rundown last year, I think there were six guys at 1,500 horsepower and above. Uh, there's some trucks that went fast last year on the drag strip that are going to go even faster this of year. Course. Uh, there's some guys who are certain now, so they'll get more than one pass, right? right? Things like that. Um, but I, I think it's still fun because this competition draws in people who, like you said, Chris, have that passion, have that right. that just, just I'm out here to have fun, man. I, I love that line. I'm not really looking to compete with anybody. I'm just looking to do the best I can with the truck. Uh, we all know that that building a truck over time, no one man does it all. Uh, we, we all get help and we all, we all have somebody we want to give a shout out to. Who is it that you'd like to give a shout out to? Man, um, the shop that's definitely been, you know, the, I, I, I've had it at two shops, only two shops have worked on it. Uh, Bare Knuckle Diesel out of Decatur, Texas, have done most of the bone work, the, the framework. You know, they're grinding on it right now. They're my go-to local shop. Um, obviously, you know, not a lot of these trucks exist to do some fine-tuning, um, you know, some other changes. I, I Firepunk is taking care of me, LaVon, Andy, uh, everybody over there, they just have a, a team full of, you know, badasses and, and the same thing here at my local shop, man, dude, they just hands down. I appreciate all the time, work and efforts that they put into it. They really, uh, I feel like, you know, I can step at either one of these shops and just walk in, kick my feet up, make myself at home. They handle business. You know, they really look out for me because when it comes to working on it, I can't fucking tell you a damn thing. I can change the tires out, you know, (laughs) but when it comes to working on the, under the hood and wrenching and putting all this together, don't fucking look at me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the the one who's either going to make it or fucking break it. You know, it's like my pit crew. You know, these guys really, really have done a lot. Uh, I believe Cody, the owner of the shop here at uh, bare knuckle, and uh, his guy, Wit, are going to fly up to the race, uh, you know, just because they want to see this truck win and compete. We're bringing tools, some extra parts and things that in the case that we do break down, we can put it back together, get back to it. And, uh, you know, just we want to finish this event. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Man. We're, well, hey, we're excited for you uh, and definitely wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for joining us today. Man, I appreciate y'all having me on, guys. Thank you. Not a problem. Listeners, that was Robbie Garcia. Thanks so much for sticking around for this special edition of Diesel Performance Podcast. Upgrade the factory transmission oil cooler in your truck with the XDP Extra Cool Direct Fit Transmission Oil Cooler. The XDP Extra Cool Direct Fit Transmission Oil Coolers provide you with an upgraded bolt-on design. Each transmission cooler is built with a high-efficiency core to maximize cooling. Designed as a direct fit replacement, this transmission cooler comes ready to install with all the brackets, hardware, and accessories needed for installation. To find out more about the XDP Extra Cool Direct Fit Transmission Oil Coolers, check out xdp.com or find a local dealer near you.
What is Worley Custom Fabs, Thermostat Bypass Valve, and why is it an important upgrade for your 2017 to 2019 L5P Duramax? 2017 to 2019 L5P Duramax trucks feature a unique thermostat assembly for the Allison transmission, which allows fluid to bypass the auxiliary cooler and use engine heat in the radiator coolant to reach ideal operating temps more quickly in cold weather. When the desired temperature is reached, the thermostat is supposed to open and allow fluid to flow forward into the auxiliary cooler, which helps maintain transmission fluid temperatures at a safe level. Now the issue, this thermostat is prone to get stuck closed. So when the fluid gets hot and reaches the point that it needs to be cooled via the auxiliary cooler, the fluid is instead bypassed by the closed thermostat and returned to the transmission uncooled. Hotter fluid breaks down quicker, which leads to poor fluid performance and potentially premature damage and shortened transmission life. If you tow with your truck or live in a warm climate, this bypass plug is a must. Whether your truck is a daily driver, work truck, tow rig, or competition race truck, this is an issue that plagues all 17 to 19 L5Ps. When running one of WC Fab shop trucks at the drag strip, they noticed temperatures reaching the unsafe zone. After some investigation, they found the auxiliary cooler up front was cool to the touch. The hot fluid was not making its way to the cooler. Upon further research, they found that even factory stock trucks were experiencing the same issue. With this discovery, the thermostat bypass plug was born. The CAD-designed, CNC-machined, anodized billet aluminum bypass plug requires a simple 15-minute installation. WC Fab has been building high-performance transmissions for the L5P platform for many years now and immediately started including this made-in-the-USA piece with every transmission that they build. Tested in-house on both their shop trucks and customer trucks, the Transmission Cooler Thermostat Bypass Plug for 2017 to 2019 L5P Duramax trucks can drop the fluid temperature from 15 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit by reducing fluid flow restriction to the trans cooler. The Exergy Performance Fuel System Saver works. If you have a CP4 equipped fuel pump, which is commonly found on the 2011 to 2016 LML Duramax, and also the uh, early 6.7 liter Ford Power Stroke engine, they're known for failure, period. Now, most of the time, if you put a lift pump on the truck, you'll prevent a lot of the potential failures. If you do regular maintenance, you can help, help prevent the potential failures. But at the end of the day, there's still a risk that no matter what you do, that CP4 could fail. And when they fail, they have a track record for sending all of the metal shavings downstream. So you end up needing a whole new fuel system, new lines, new injectors, new tubes, new everything. That could be very expensive. Even if you're under warranty or you find a bundle package for a great price, there's still a lot of labor that goes into that, that job. The fuel system saver increases the amount of protection post CP4. So it's not gonna stop your CP4 from failing. What it's gonna do is that God forbid the CP4 gives up and it starts to send metal debris through the truck, it's gonna stop it before it hits the rest of your fuel system. And that's why they call it the fuel system saver. If you have a CP4 pump on your truck, you absolutely need to give DuramaxTuner.com a call today and get yourself a fuel system saver. 
All right, listeners, now it's time for one of our favorite segments. We have our remote support expert here, Sean Lynn. Sean, how the hell are you? Great. How are you, Paul? I'm doing good, buddy. Thanks for asking. Uh, Sean, we are talking about some some troubleshooting that I think a lot of guys probably run into, uh, but they don't really expect to have to deal with this topic. So lay it on me. What's the truck we're talking about today? Yeah, so we're talking about a 2020 L5P Duramax. Oh, all right. Fancy, new, loving it. The tuning on those, a little bit tougher. Is this a tuning or a turbo? This is just tuning. Just tuning. Okay, good, good. Um, how with tuning on these, you're you're swapping out your ECM, so you actually have to get an unlocked ECM, and then you use HP tuners to flash it. So what was the problem or the symptoms that you that were first reported to you by the customer? Yeah, so the guy's trying to load the tunes on his truck. He was unable to change his VIN number, and he just needed help getting that loaded, getting that working properly. The VIN number. Why do you lose the VIN number? The, uh, the replacement ECMs, sometimes you need to reprogram the VIN number. Sometimes it loses it. I don't know why. Okay, gotcha. So just some guys, and, and it seems to be kind of random, right? It's yeah, like, very random. Just every once in a while, you got a guy who's switching around tunes or flashing the truck, and for whatever reason, we just don't have a VIN number. How did he, what was the, the issue he ran into? The reason why this became an issue is because he was trying to load his new switch on the fly tune upgrade. Okay. And it is locked to the VIN number of the truck, and when it shows up as all wise, <laughs> it sees a problem. It says, no, 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 can't do this, can't do this. Yeah. Okay. All right. How do you resolve that issue? What was your troubleshooting steps on this? So the first thing I said, because it's a 2020, and people don't seem to understand this, but if you push the button once in your 2020 truck, it just turns accessory on, basically. Mm -hmm. You actually have to push and hold the start button for seven seconds to put it into the actual run mode. Oh. See, this is always so confusing for guys, even back when we had actual keys in our truck, of like, no, run mode is truck not running. <laughs> yeah, and those trucks, you cannot really do the swap process completely if you don't have it actually in the run position. Okay. Just because accessory is just turning your radio on, not your gauge cluster. That's right. how you know you're in run, is your gauge is a light up. Oh, good tip. Okay, I like that. I like that. Okay, so you got it into run mode, and then what? Um, putting it in run mode will allow you to do all the changes necessary. Um, sometimes you have to hit uh, clear DTCs, clear the check engine lights, and then you should have no problem changing the VIN. Nice. And do you do that with the uh, RTD and HP Tuner software? Yeah, it can be done with the MPVI2 or the RTD. Either way. Gotcha. All right. Uh, did this fix the issue? This did fix the issue. We got him the new shift on the fly tune upgrade installed on there, and he hasn't had an issue since. Nice. Well, good job, man. That sounds like a successful remote support experience. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely happy because when he called in, he wasn't, he was not the happiest camper out there. <laughs> That's, this did not start with a person with smiling on the phone, we'll say. Definitely not. <laughs> well, that's good, man. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sean. Well, thanks for having me, Paul. Listeners, stick around. We got more Diesel Performance Podcast coming at you in just a moment. Super Tech, Jeremy Garnett. How the hell are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, Jeremy, we are 
moments away uh, from takeoff for King of the Streets and All Truck Challenge. Now, our buddies and co-workers, Tim Mahoney, is headed out there with his Cummins, and uh, Nick Pregnitz is headed out there with a Power Stroke. Yep. Yep, we're heading out to uh, getting things buttoned up and heading out tomorrow. That's right. So not only are you the super tech over at Duramax Tuner and our favorite co-host on Diesel Performance <laughs> Podcast, but you also are going to be the tech who pretty much is the entire pit crew for both of these trucks. Yeah, uh, I got asked to go this year and uh, jumped at the chance and I'm excited. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about it because I think a lot of times people see these trucks show up and we think about the competitors. And I know, guys, hey, I know we've been doing a lot of interviews with competitors uh, talking about getting their trucks ready. But something that that we know is every one of these competitors has guys helping. You're that guy helping. Yeah. That's uh, what uh, you do, Jeremy. <laughs> that's I'm the guy doing it. Yep. So I'm the guy setting it up. I'm the guy, you know, putting it together, trying to make sure everything works for all the rules. Right. Because it's not like our local sled pull around here where, oh, hey, that'll that's okay. Yeah, 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, work stock sled pull rules are a little bit different uh, yeah. than actually going out drag racing in, in like the third gen and things like yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. So, yeah, setting up the power stroke is different from setting up the Cummins, you know. So this year, uh, luckily, the Cummins was still pretty much there from – yeah, the previous year. Okay, okay. So. All right, gotcha. So how how crazy did they get with the safety rules on this stuff? Did you have to have U-joint shields? Yep. And Yeah, no, that's exactly it. They, they do go crazy, So especially with the higher horsepower stuff, so like in the Cummins. Yeah. Um, every drive shaft has to have, the front drive shaft has to at least have two loops on it, front and rear, both U-joints. Uh, the rear drive shaft has to have three. Uh, covering both U-joints and the center of the shaft. Uh. So they don't want the center of the shaft hitting the gas tank or taking out, you know, someone in the stands. Yeah, yeah. And they, they can cause damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they can. Uh, we Our blue LB7 this year that we pulled with. That's right, you know, yeah. Twisted it right apart, man. Twisted it, and I took out the muffler. I mean, damaged it hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, so some sh- some hoops uh, around the drive shaft, yep. some shields. What else? Uh, has to have a has to have a trans blanket. So oh, yeah. every every truck uh, in the modified class or the King of the Streets class has to have a trans blanket in it. So uh, no matter what transmission it is, no matter how big it, how bad it's built, it has to have a trans blanket. Now, can you explain to our listeners the purpose of a trans blanket? Uh, the trans blanket is so if it does explode, all the uh, Everything that explodes stays with inside the blanket, and no shrapnel won't go out. Um, another thing I'll explain, you know, the same thing as a blanket is um, the downpipe has to have an uh, an X in it, so it has to have bolts put through it. Sure. Uh, that way when the if, when, or if the turbo fails, that the wheel won't go through the exhaust and shoot out the exhaust and nope. hit somebody. Or We've or. seen some nasty videos yeah. from from uh, turbine wheels coming apart exactly. uh, and shooting out the exhaust. And I will say I've seen them blow past the X bolts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but it does generally, yeah, usually it, stops them or slows them down to the point right. that they're not, like, deadly. It, it takes the, yeah, so I actually use a little bit bigger of a bolt. Um, I use a, you know, a 3-8 bolt instead of, like, a, just a chintzy quarter inch or something but that's what the trans blanket does you know it helps provide is it going to stop it from you know going up is there little holes yes there is but is it going to stop big pieces that's the whole idea behind it right okay okay gotcha all right trans blanket x bolts in the pipe in the down pipe uh we got hoops underneath it um what else uh so in in this particular class as well we have to put a um engine kill so a 
Cummins. The only way to kill the engine is to kill the ECM on it. Okay. So we have to put a kill switch in it so for when it does the sled pull portion. That way if the truck runs away from the sled, it'll be able to pull the chain and it'll kill the engine. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought this was a cool one. And I just imagine it was tragic the first time somebody realized we really needed this. Right. Uh, because essentially what it is, is just like you described, there's like a little hook on the back uh, yep. of the truck. <laughs> And that hook gets connected to a chain that's connected to the sled. This way, if your hitch breaks and the, the truck starts flying away, because you've got a 2,000-horsepower right. truck floored <laughs> to the ground in the dirt with people in front of you, exactly. uh, like the flaggers <laughs> and people at the end of the track, uh, and if all of a sudden your hitch fails and the truck shoots away from the sled and it starts going at high speed, okay, don't worry, it's going to pull that safety cord kind of like a... Uh, like a wave runner right. has like a kill switch on it or exactly. something like that. That's exactly uh, what it is. And then yeah. that'll cut it off there. Uh, so a handy tool. So, um, yeah, but this one threw like myself for a loop. I mean, am I the best electrical guy out there? No, but I, I do my job every day. Sure. And um, so I go, oh, I'll just put a relay in it and you know kill it that way when it. So not knowing that the breakaway switch that we used was actually for a trailer breakaway, thinking. It would work the same. Well, I use a four-wire relay, wire it in, check engine light just sits there and flashes, and it doesn't like my... Oh, no. It doesn't like it. So, uh, Jaden, you know, yep. he comes up and goes, hey, run it backwards, the relay backwards. I'm like, well, I can't. We have to use a five-wire relay to only use four wires to do it backwards. Right. If, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Vaguely, yes. So, <laughs> you have to use a five-wire relay to use only four wires so we can run it backwards. But, yeah, it ended up working out pretty good. Okay, okay, so, got that buttoned up. Was yeah. that the last thing? Yeah. Um, like I said, um, we've the truck's already been set, so we already you know, know all the rules about sled pulling and stuff like that. So yeah. suspension stops are already in it. We already got the hitch put on it. You know, um, we're going to put a big weight bar on the front of it. That way we can hang, you know, six, 800 pounds up front. Hell yeah. So. Now, I know a lot of guys show up to this, and we've seen throughout the years these events, the support staff and, and inventory of what a support staff oh, will yeah. bring has grown <laughs> to the point that we've seen guys basically show up with lifts yeah, uh, and set them up in the parking lot and like set up a tent. They just, they're, they're ready to go to town. Like it, they brought their full like, shop with them. Well, that's what they do every week you know, or yeah, yeah. every, every <laughs> month. I mean, that's what they do. Um, yeah. We're going to, we're going to bring our, a pretty good supply. Um, we'll make sure our, we have different sets of wheels, different sets. Um, we're going to bring our drag wheels from when we do the drag portion. We'll bring, um, we're going to try doing a different tire setup on the back. Okay. Especially of the uh, Cummins. Yeah. When we do the sled pull. Um, and then when he does the dirt drags, we're just, uh, we have a really nice 35 inch tire we're going to do on that. So we're going to do a three or four tire combo on okay. one truck just to try to make it different in each category. Sure. Sure. So, well, and that truck too, the Cummins, well, after talking to all of the competitors, I think I, I would, I would think they have a real tough time positioning himself tim positioning himself in like those top three spots oh yeah yeah uh if you just showed up with one set of tires you'd be at a wild disadvantage oh huge <laughs> so at this point if you haven't done a 2000 2200 horsepower build and you're not a caged drag truck right. that's going to try a sled pull you're like okay well i need to give myself every little advantage right. in each event and that's where this truck is really going to shine in different events like it, it it'll be last in some but it's going to be top two or three in some yeah and this truck on the dirt is just 
unbelievable. It's hard to beat, and Tim's a damn good driver. Oh, t- so. he's an amazing driver. I mean, I, and I've, <laughs> I've personally seen it. I mean, yeah, he's. So when it, a lot of it comes down to the driver. You can have the best truck, but you can have a crappy driver. That's I mean, it, man. Yeah, Tim, if you Tim's need that, if you need that driver mod, you're shit out of luck. Yeah, and then seeing, being able to see Nick in the Ford this year is going to be, you know, impressive as well. Yeah, Duramax tuner Nick, Mister DT scientist himself. Yeah. That's a throwback to Duramax for him. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Mister Duramax tuner himself going to be out there with a Ford. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll be diving more into that. So the reason we're shying away from many details about the Ford is because we are sending out producer of this show right. and editor of diesel performance podcast justin tyson is also the cameraman uh with duramax tuner so okay. he is going to be following nick uh in a little bit different style of a video uh for this event so i'm really excited to see how that goes and right. what those details come out to be yeah and just me being there to help set up both trucks is just going to be pretty Some, fun something, something we've different. never had we don't yeah. we don't send support staff no and ever, to anything <laughs> no they don't usually they have to do it like tim did this himself two years ago yeah and it was i think justin was there oh uh, yeah it was tim and justin it was what 30 degrees out and it was like close to halloween and and it was brutal yeah. it, it was brutal uh this year hoping for better weather looks like there's a little bit of chance of scattered showers yeah i saw that on saturday uh but I'll tell you this, Sarah Chapman knows how to put on an event, uh, and I saw a post from her in the channel that was pretty much like, we don't we don't care. You will be competing. Yeah. It will not rain for 24 hours straight, and we will figure it out, right. uh, and I believe that. And you know what's really cool about it is if you follow the page on Facebook, it's just like how professional they are. Yeah. I mean, it's they're, they're actually, to me, I mean, seeing it from local stuff or, <laughs> I mean, even some of the national stuff, I mean, I have to say they're up there like UCC and stuff, how professional and how like nice they are. How well organized yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. No, so, awesome. It's going to be an awesome event. Yeah. I know I'm really excited for it. What, uh, what portion of the competition are you the most excited to see, Jeremy? I actually, I like the dirt. I, I really like the dirt because um, it's not popular, like Sled pulling is popular. Drag racing is very popular. Yeah. The dyno, everybody loves the dyno, but it's like, I I want to see these trucks in the dirt. Dirt drags is something else, man. That's what I mean. They're it's just... quick hits. It goes fast. Yeah. It's And like nobody can oil down the track. That's like not a thing. You know, right. It's dirt. <laughs> so like to me, I'm right there with you. I love watching dirt drags. Yeah, so do it, I. It is, I mean... as, from a spectator standpoint, it's the most entertaining. Right. Uh, I will say- the most nervous I will be oh, is, is watching the dyno. Oh, 100%. I mean, you've seen, who was that, uh, a couple of years, Sean Bachman, I yeah, think? Baca, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baca, Baca yeah. blew up on the dyno yeah. um, at, at, uh, out, out west at, at an event. We've seen- Oh, Dirty um, Hooker. Um, Dirty Hooker yep. lit his shit on yep. fire at yeah, UCC a couple of years yeah. ago. Power-driven diesel yep. blew up that 12-valve last year. Yep. I think yep. it was yep. last year at UCC. Um so that is where I'm the most nervous. However, I think where we see the most damage to vehicles is actually sled pulling. Yes, yes. So, so it's it, it, it'll be an uh, it's already a tough challenge to yeah. to see guys make it through all of these different competitions throughout the event, um, or events throughout the right. competition. But, but yeah, this is going to be one of those last man standing. Right. I feel like it might not be the highest horsepower truck who wins. It might be the guy who maybe was second or third in horsepower but was able to keep it together through well, everything. And that's kind of what we were thinking when we built this truck this year, because, you know, we've this truck's been through, you know, eight different turbo setups. <laughs> <laughs> 10, 12, who knows. But and, I mean, when we were doing this setup on it, that's kind of what we went in. Do we want to put the biggest and best out there? I mean, yes, it's built, and I mean, the motor is healthy. Yeah. But, you know, why? 
Why? Yeah. I mean, let's let's go out and have fun and compete, but why why try to go out and spend ten grand or twenty grand on a motor? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's it, right? Yeah, you got to really want that first place spot right. to be able to make that investment up front. Yeah, I could see that. That's what I mean. As a company, I mean, let's just let's go compete and show what we can do. So yeah. that's how I feel about it. Absolutely. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck this weekend. No, no problem. Thank you. And it's back in the shop right now. So this truck is a fucking headache. <laughs> Nine- <laughs>